Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. This episode is brought to you by the Confident Woman Collective. If you've ever felt that you need more community of women that are ready to up-level both professionally, personally, relationally, then definitely make sure you hop in and get more information about the Confident Woman Collective to make sure you're surrounding yourself around the people to best serve you to help you become your most confident self. All right, ladies, today we have a very special guest. We have Carrie Veach. And Carrie helps ambitious female entrepreneurs bust through self-limitations to build wildly profitable online businesses. Carrie combines neuroscience, teaching clients to rewire their brains through mindset work and a safe container for clients to create lives of time, financial, and location freedom. And if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what does because this like totally our love languages. And <laughs> I mean, anything that has business and travel and freedom and fun and all this stuff, I know you're going to be in for a treat today because Carrie has been all over and she's got some incredible travel stories, but not even that. It's just really the, the freedom aspect. And I think that's a big selling point I know for me because being in business, it's something that you really take that and put that as your top priority. Like freedom for me is number one, first and foremost. So I'm excited to dive in and learn more about Carrie and kind of how she got to this point and really work backwards because this is what we love. We love getting to that messy middle and we love learning about how did you create this incredible life to do and live on your own terms. So Carrie, let's hear it. All right. Thanks so much for having me, Rachel. Well, (laughs) there's not enough time to share all the messy middle because there's lots of messy middle. That's for sure. Yeah. But you know what? As you were talking, I'm like, it's just been uncomfortable step after uncomfortable step. And I always want to share that because I think sometimes we look at people who have created the lives of freedom, which I now have, but I wanted for so long before I actually could figure out like how or what what steps do I need to take? And it's been a lot of little steps. You know, I'd love to say, here's the one big fat secret, but like, it's just not true. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and it's so true, right? Like you said, and I love that you mentioned the little steps because how many times do we see scrolling on social media, right? We, we look at this comparison, like, oh my gosh, they have the life that they're living the life that I dreamt of, but it's not like you just waved a wand and it happened overnight. So those little steps add up to the big steps, which we look back and we're like, holy cow, look at how far we went and look at what we've accomplished and achieved. You know, and I love that you brought that up because we're going to get to those little steps, right? We're going to go backwards and talk about, you know, some of those pain points, some of those sticking points that really got you like, is this worth the fight? Is this worth the climb? Is this worth everything that we're, you know, pouring into to achieve? So let's talk about those steps. Yeah. So the first like kind of big one, I mean, there were moments before it, but so I I was a therapist for, um, my past life. Um, so I have my master's in counseling, but then after that, I worked for a variety of nonprofits. And then I ended up being the executive director of a nonprofit for a number of years. And it's where I got all my business sense. It's where I learned sales negotiations and really was like, ah, okay. It's not as scary or as hard as it's made out to be. And I got really great at my job. Like I managed 200 weekly volunteers. I had a million hats I wore. Um, and most people would have hated my job and it was great. 
And yet like the subject matter, cause I, I ran an association for geologists, which is super random, but like, I have no desire to talk about rocks to sit around and like <laughs> have that be like, if we wanted to talk finances or growing the business or those kinds of things I was all on board for. But if my members came and talked to me about rocks one more day, I was like, no, <laughs> So I kind of had this, like the short story is I had this moment where, so I worked there for four and a half years and I cried one day at work and not that there's anything wrong with crying. Like, I never want to say that's the reason for telling this story, but it was just like, my job was not a job where I, I needed to be crying at like my previous life of working victim services and gang prevention. Like those were reasons to cry. This was not. And I was like, okay, I'm quitting. I can't quit today because I don't have the thing set up, but it was that moment where it was like, I am getting my stuff together to quit because I don't cry at this job. This is not worth it to me. And I made a lot of money, but it was like, you couldn't give me enough money to stay there anymore because it was just killing my soul. Mm, I could totally relate to that. My former job, I had the same thing every day. I would like, just think of something like, oh my gosh, is this real life? Like, this is what I signed up for. It can't be. And it just, you know, consumes you and to the point we, we break. Right. So I imagine that your, your breaking point really stemmed from, um, something that was internal, right. Something that was maybe perhaps like unfulfilling, right? Like you just feel like there's gotta be more. So let's talk about that. I'm curious to know what was, what was that breaking point for you? Yeah. I mean, I really felt like there has to be more. This is not the American dream, at least not the one I've been sold for me. It was like, and the reason I didn't quit on the spot right then was I was in the process of buying a second place an investment property. And I, I needed a job to qualify for a mortgage. And yet people thought I was a little crazy. Cause they're like, you're going to have two mortgages and then quit your well-paying job. And I was like, I've got a plan. I got it under control. <laughs> But I couldn't, I couldn't quit till those pieces were in place. But I also just like, I had checked off all the boxes of what everyone had kind of sold me as what should make me happy. And I was happy. Like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like miserable. Like I spent my twenties pretty miserably, but I was not miserable at this point. I was just kind of like, eh, is this it? Mm-hmm. And you know, I now talk to clients all the time about like listening for those nudges or those moments where, you know, if you're willing to start listening to like the random cab driver, like I was having things like this happen where it'd be a taxi cab driver or at yoga class or all these things that I was just like, I can't ignore these signs, you know? And I knew that I wanted to do something else. I had no idea what that was. But I think sometimes it's going, not this, like, I don't know what it is, but it's not this. Right. And I love that you talked about the, like tuning into your internal, like your, you just knew like you're missing those signs, but yet then there was that awakening in, you know, in that being moment where all of a sudden, like, like you said, the cab driver, the yoga instructor, like these little messages were coming through from my own personal experience, kind of the same thing. I was just so focus on all the things externally that we miss what is actually trying, you know, our soul is trying to tell us. And like, we hear these pieces throughout, but it's like, are they, are they meant for us? Right. So Mm. when we just surrender, it's like, we hear those whispers, the little nuances in our daily lives that are actually our guides that are like, yes, this is the nudge. This is the, the next step. And it's like, how cool is that? Like when you surrendered and you get to like co-create in this aspect, but even though you might not know the answers, 
your being is telling you there's something more. And more is on that other side of complacency and locked into a job that you aren't fulfilled, that you're not happy with, but it pays well. So it like checked all the boxes, as you said. That's really cool. So let's let's talk more about that. That's just fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah, I could talk all day on these things. You know, it's interesting because hindsight is 2020, of course. Mm -hmm. But I do look back and I'm like, I have, I've taken a lot of uncomfortable steps. You know, like I had a conversation with a friend recently and she is feeling very unfulfilled. And she was like, I watched you. I know that you've been doing this for years. It's not just like one day I woke up and said, I'm going to build a business and help people scale their businesses. It's like, no, I've actually been taking uncomfortable steps for more than five years of like really going toward freedom. And like, how do I create that? And how do I take more control of my, like as cheesy as it is, but like my destiny in life and believing that, you know, like I get to co-create, like you said. And so I mean, the short story is like, I quit my job with no plan B, which was terrifying. And also like totally the biggest lesson for me in self-trust of, I had a rough idea of what I was doing and all the people who wanted to project their fear and doubts onto me did. But the ones that believed in me, like I, I tell this story often, I quit and I gave my letter of resignation to my board. And I worked for a lot of older men because I reported to volunteers, go into the game plan. Here's how, what we're going to do, all the things. Right. And one of my board members just said, hold on, Carrie, can we interrupt you and stop? Like, where are you going? What are you doing? And I so remember, I said, I have no idea. I have a plane ticket. I don't have a plan. And he looked at me and he's like, Carrie, that is a plan. And of anyone I know, you'll figure it out. And I was like, thank you. Cause he was like 60. And you know, that generation isn't like, Oh, quit your job, go do whatever, follow your heart. Like younger generations are now mm -hmm. that mentality, but it was very different, but I just really learned, like, we have to decide what is possible for us. Because if you're waiting for permission, you're going to be waiting a long, long time. Right. And if you're waiting for things to be perfect, you're going to be waiting for a very long time too. Yeah. So kind of, it's kind of on the same boats here. You just have to let go of certain things and just trust in your ability that it is good enough. It You're good enough. And so really getting that confidence. And so kind of like, you know, what, when we look at like confidence, right? So what is it? It's having faith and trusting in yourself and the ability to figure things out as you go. And once you do that, once you repeat it and you re repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And it's just, that's the confidence reps. You're putting in the time, you're putting in the reps, and you're building that confidence muscle. So, you know, having had to go through that, you know, I'm sure that your confidence and self doubt were just like, I have no freaking clue what I'm doing, where I'm going. All I know is it's not this. So, kind of once you took that step, what was, you know, what were some of those thoughts that entered your mind? Like, what is next? What were some of the fear factors or those self doubt conversations that played out? Because obviously, you're kind of looking in this like big black gaping hole of the unknown. And you're just like, I don't know. I don't know where to begin or what to do, but I know that that behind me is not the life that I'm destined for. Yeah. I mean, the short end of it is I took a lot of time. I mean, I had saved, I had downsized. So I rented out my house. I moved into my rental, you know, my living expenses were next to nothing. And I very intentionally did that because I wanted to create space 
And so it took a lot of planning in that sense to be able to do that. And I know that that's also like a very privileged place to be of the gift of time. And I knew that I needed it. Like I had had a lot of just like trauma and things happen, uh, you know, in my life and stuff that I was like, I need some space and some time to deal with this and jumping into another great job that I'm not super excited about is not it. Mm -hmm. And so I just took time, honestly, like journaled, spent time by myself, meditated, traveled, um, really created that space so that I wasn't making a rash decision or a decision based on like, I have this absolute need to pay for something. I have to get a job. Right. Oh, I love that. So moving forward, what was the pivotal moment where you said, this is something I want to do and, and kind of starting your business. Like where did this freedom aspect come in where you finally got that taste of freedom? And you're just like, holy crap, this is incredible. This is what I want. And I can make something out of this and I can help others and I can get paid for it. Whoa, sign me up. So where was that part of the, the whole journey? Like, let's talk about that because I feel like that's so inspiring because we talk about some of the hardships that we overcome the messy middle, but like, you know, what's it like when you're, you know, like you said, you didn't have a business background per se. You didn't just, you know, buy the business in a box and open it and there's your kit to get started. So what, let's talk about that process of how you even got started to where you're at today. Like that part. Yeah. Uh, in terms of this business, it was honestly like one of those things where I was dipping my toes in the online world. I would look from afar. I was too scared to like start my own business or do what I really wanted to do. And to me, I'm like, I don't question my ability to coach other people or support other humans. Like it's really my gift and my superpower. And it's so natural and easy to me. And a lot of that is like, I've lived through a lot of trauma. I have a therapy background. Like I see patterns and can connect dots for people very, very easily. But it was my money fears, my visibility fears, like all of those things that were holding me back personally. And some of the moments, there wasn't like a single moment that I can remember, but it was around seeing people that were like, you know, 25, for example, making millions. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay. Like they have no master's degree. They don't have half the experience that I do. If they can do this, certainly I can do this. And so it was a lot of those moments because before I was very triggered and annoyed and thought like everyone was like just this annoying person on the internet, like self-promotion and whatever. And then it's like, oh, wait, they're willing to put themselves out there. They know they have a way to help people. And that to me is just like how I teach sales now, right? Like sales is service because if you have a way to help someone, it's your duty and obligation to show up and help mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Everyone's at choice if they want to work with you. Like they're an empowered human on the other end of the screen. We're not forcing people to do things they don't want to do. And people need containers and services and to pay for stuff in order to change. It's just psychology. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love how you phrase sales because we can hear that, you know, sales is sleazy. It's scary. It's, you know, just people are like, Ick, I don't even want to do it, but can you repeat that? Cause I feel like it's such an important message. No, seriously, because when we, when we talk about like sales, it, it, people are just like, well, you have to get over it. You just talk to people. And it's like, no, but I love how you worded it because it is from a place of service. So if you could just kind of Polish that up and just say it again, because this is such an important takeaway right now. 
Yeah. So to me, sales is service because the deepest way I can help someone is if they pay me and I have an investment in their life and business, right? Because information is no longer the problem. Maybe 20, 30 years ago, it was. Now, everything's available for free. You know, there's some service providers that are like so afraid to give away their secrets or their whatever. I'm like, I give away everything, everything, everything in the sense that like I don't have secrets. But the secret is learning your patterns, learning the voice in your head that tells you you're not good enough, the reason you're not making more offers in your business, that you're not selling because you're afraid of being that used car salesman Mm -hmm. or whatever comes up for you when you think about sales. And so to me, it's really just remembering like, if you have a way to help someone, it is like one of my mentors says, care so much to interrupt people's bad patterns. And I love that because it's true, right? Like people are walking around in autopilot and in their patterns and in their behaviors. And like, if you care so much, like be willing to sell to them, quote unquote, so that you can help them. Right. Oh, I love that. And it's, you know, it's so true, right? Because no matter what you have in your business or whether you even have your own business, you have something of value. And I think it's so important for people to recognize that. And, and, you know, if you're, if you don't feel that you have value, you got to question where that even came from, because the truth is everyone has value. Everyone has something that they can offer to help somebody else. They have something that's uniquely gifted to them and it's up to them to, to really own that. And so, you know, again, being in this online space, it can feel scary because it's new. You don't really, maybe you don't have a polished business. Maybe you don't even know what exactly it is that you were able to help people with, but, you know, knowing that that is you were created with on and for purpose and to withhold that is a disservice to you and your creator. So I love that you talk about that because it's such an important message to really come from a place of service versus feeling like you have to sell something. Maybe we're looking at it from feeling like we have to sell a product, you know, like sell me this pen kind of thing, you know, like that analogy, but it's not, you're really selling them on what your experience and your expertise is and how you're able to help transform or create some change in that person's life. 100%, right? Because most of us, and this is not every single person, of course, but I would say probably 99.9% of humans, like we just pay more attention when we pay for something, right? When it's a stretch, when it's a little bit edgy and like I do it all the time, you sign up for something free and then life gets busy and whatever happens, like you don't show up to the free thing. But when you pay an amount of money that stretches you, you're like, oh, I'm invested, Mm -hmm. I'm committed and I will show up for this. And so it's just a difference in energy too of a commitment level. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we sign up for all these free things? Like you said, I mean, if we gave away everything for free, the truth is you can collect all the freebies in your bag, but you wouldn't know how to apply them because they all kind of connect the pieces. So if you picked up this freebie, it doesn't interact with the next freebie. And so now you're just sitting with this like, you know, shaking up box of puzzle pieces of free stuff that don't make any sense. And so, you know, there's a lot of people that'll just collect free stuff. 
I used to, uh, and I would just collect it. I'm like, this is all garbage because I don't know how to use these things. They don't make sense together. So it's, it is about, you know, finding something, maybe a free opt-in or a free offer of some sort that leads you to the next stepping stone that you're going to need. But all of them right now are just stepping stones in all kinds of crazy directions. And you're still standing at the starting line. Like, where do I go? How do I begin? So how do people begin with working with you? Like, how do they even, you know, let's talk about what an experience would be to come into your container or into your space and how you can really dive deep into helping that woman get to the life that she desires. Yeah. So first step, you can always jump on a discovery call with me. I'm always happy to pop on a 30 minute call and talk about the number one mindset shift you can make in your own life to make more money. Cause most of us are just in our heads and in our own way. And that's why I find coaching so valuable because it gives you that perspective. So I have that. I also have a Facebook group where I do lots of trainings and have content Um, But I work deep on -on one-on-one work with clients. I also do groups and we do the work that matters. You know, like I truly couldn't make up my client results if I tried, you know, but I, (laughs) like I tell people all the time, I'm like, oh, this client's having a 15K month. This client's, you know, sold out in her business. This client just 7Xed her income. And I'm like, I couldn't make this stuff up because to me, when you pay me money, like hand of my heart, I will show up for you. I will take it seriously. And again, information is not the problem, but it's having that safe space. And this is where I like, I know I'm a fantastic coach because I am trauma informed and trained as a therapist where so many coaches are just like telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not the problem. Like, sure. Sometimes you need a roadmap and a strategy with somebody outside your brain, but it's not that we don't know what to do necessarily. We're scared. We have unconscious things in the way, you know? So it's really doing that work is how I love to work with clients because then they have this moment where they're like, things get to be easy. Like, oh, I was told in seventh grade that I had to work hard for everything. You know, there's just all the, the stuff that comes up in the process that you uncover and then you rewrite your stories and you're like, oh, okay, I can create this life of freedom. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're totally speaking my language because this is exactly my storyline of, of all that stuff. And, and kind of with the, the um, products and services that I create to help women, it's kind of the same thing. My, my like, you know, let go of limiting beliefs, redefine who you are and create your own story. You know, when we can really tap into those things, the, the potential is limitless because you truly are limitless. It's all those uh, limitations and the fears and the beliefs that have been holding us back. So I love that you dive deep into that because it really is a challenge. And I, and I even know from my own personal experience, I've worked with uh, coaches and mentors before that are just like, well, you just have to do it, get over it. And it's like, uh, do, do you maybe want to ask why, or you know, right. like, like, <laughs> why this is troubling to me? Like, you know, so, it, and I love that you bring in your experience in mental health and, and uh, as a counselor to equip you, these women to get to that next level. So again, you're not just that coach. It's like, great, go do it. All right. Session's over. Good luck. But having that container, that accountability, that support. And, you know, I think for everybody where we've all experienced trauma on some, some level. And to say that you haven't is, I don't know, maybe we ask the, the counselor, <laughs> what would you say if somebody said that they don't have trauma? Is it near impossible to not have ever have experienced a trauma in your life? Like there's well, moments, right? There's different, different levels and stages of what it is. 
hundred percent, totally different levels. And the truth is, is like, no one can actually say that anymore. Maybe before you could try to argue for it, but I'm like, we've been living in a global pandemic. So you've lived through trauma now. Um, but I would argue you still live through other trauma besides that. Yeah. And there's a difference like small T trauma versus large T trauma. Absolutely. But I think one of the really dangerous sides of social media and comparison, which is just normal, like I just always want to normalize it. Anyone that's like, oh, I don't compare. I'm like, yes, you do. (laughs) I just don't believe you. I mean, maybe you're more equipped and more aware of it. You know, I mean, I absolutely am versus three years ago, but I still do. And so it's noticing it. But the thing that can be dangerous about it, right, is like, oh, well, so-and-so has it worse off than I do. Like I used to even have this a lot when I worked as a therapist, clients would be like, well, I know that kids in Africa, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, yes. And how is that relevant to you right now in your pain and your situation? Like it's not, you know, and so we need to be validated. We need to be seen like that is one of our deepest human needs is to be seen and to know that like, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling and you still get to shift and move through it if you so decide. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said, and in between all of that, because it's not an either or, and it doesn't mean that you have to have one thing or another, like that. This is me but I can't also be this thing. Right. So like, those are limitations. Like you can be all these things and still experience something in your life, but yet still be called into something greater and still achieve it. So there's, Mm. it's all that possibility. So I love that you talk about all this and you bring this forth in your container and you're helping women just really uncover their true self so they can step into who they're created to be with confidence and courage and, and conviction and knowing that, what lies dormant inside of them is now unleashed and they have the opportunity to create that life that they love, a life of abundance, of, of financial freedom, and you know, just live life on their own terms. This is beautiful. And this is totally, I mean, this is you're speaking my language, like I said. And and let's talk about travel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it. Yeah. So your business that you've created it now because you are the you know, perfect example of your own business. Like you are your ideal client, like you're living life on your terms. And so now you give back to women and help them come up to where, you know, creating the things that they want. And now because of one of your values and your, you know, priorities in your life is to travel, go experience life. You have this freedom, you have this financial freedom as well. And this safe container that now you're pouring into others who are then pouring into you and you get to experience this life on your own terms. So let's talk about travel prior to us getting started for those who, um, curious before she Carrie was just telling me she just arrived in Mexico city, like what, three days ago. So where were you before? Let's talk about some of these cool trips that you've been on. Yeah. So I spent uh, about six weeks here in December. So I was here um, not too long ago, but yeah, I've traveled extensively in Asia. So I've been outside of the U S for four and a half years and I did most of Asia pre pandemic lived in Korea and Vietnam. And I thought I was ready to go back. I moved back. It was kind of, you know, it's one of those things people ask me now they're like, well, did you decide to move back or was just the only option? I said, yeah, I actually kind of was the only option because of pandemic and life and visas were getting hard in Vietnam and all of the factors there. So 
I thought, yeah, maybe I'm ready to like be settled down again, which is kind of funny because that's exactly what I gave up when I first was like, I, this is the dream I was sold. I'm supposed to want. And I own real estate and I'm super glad I own real estate because it's, you know, passive income for me, but I'm just a very nomadic, like wanderlust kind of person. And the older I've gotten, the more I'm just okay with that. Like the world wants to tell me it's wrong or I should settle down at a certain point. And like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. You're living life on your own terms. You, you get to define that. Yeah. I mean, how many of us are, are checking the boxes? Cause we feel like that's what we have to do. But have we stopped to ask ourselves, is this really what I want to do? Yeah. So yeah. And it, your answers are going to change. I'm sure like that. I did the same thing. I did all the, the check boxes, you know, right out of high school to the college, the career, the get engaged, have get married, have kids, like all this stuff. Right. And then I got to like a couple of them. I was like, I'm not so sure about those other ones. Um, <laughs> like it made me pause for a moment. I was like, was that me? Or is that somebody else telling me I needed to do all those things? And it really opened my eyes to, uh, you know, my first experience of, of freedom because I was no longer in a corporate position. And I could come and go and do whatever I wanted. And that was my first taste of freedom in all of my life, actually. And it was just really something that I now put ahead of all things. It's like, that's a top value and that's a top priority. So if I don't feel like if, like, if I have to say yes to something that's sacrificing my freedom and I feel like it's, uh, you know, constraining and I'm just, you know, constricting like who I am, I'm just like, I can't do it. And so, you know, even if it costs you some financial opportunities, so be it. But it was just something that I now realize that's something that I, you can't pay me enough to not be who and what I am. So it's just a really cool thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same. It's like, I have always joked for years that I'm allergic to offices and it still feels true. You know, like I want to be able to work from anywhere in the world and I want to work with dream clients and I do. And I wake up every day, like I have the best job in the world, you know, and I have certain clients that are like, are you really this excited and happy all the time? I'm like, yes. And I have plenty of hard moments and things, you know, I mean, I never want to sell you something that's not true, but honestly, most of the time I am like this energetic inside excited about it because I would it any day of the week, even on the hardest moments over like going back to a job that I hate and dreading Mondays. No, thank you. Yep. Yes. A hundred percent. agree. So that's awesome. So can you tell our listeners how they can find you and just, you know, follow along with your journey. If you have any more travels coming up, how to connect with you, how to work with you, all the goods. Let's, let's yeah. dish it out. Thank you. So you can follow me on Instagram at setyourselffree.llc. I also have a free Facebook community. It's called the Set Yourself Free Community. And then we can link uh, as well if you would like to pop on a complimentary 30-minute discovery call. And I would love to open up that conversation, You know, whether it's one-on-one work or group work. I really, really want more women to be able to scale their businesses, make money, and live life of freedom. Sounds too good to be true, but it's it, uh, living proof right here. Yeah. <laughs> this is incredible and it is possible and it's possible for you too. So thank you so much for sharing that. And of course, we're going to include all that in the show notes. So we're going to be following along with you and your journey and just watching you unfold and live your life of freedom and just fun. So thank you for being our guest. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Rachel. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. 
Um, for more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's The Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.